prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. I am your host, Craig WK, and with me, the the guardian to my computer virus is Chops. Uh, please refer to me as Chops a decimal. <laughs> Chops a decimal. <laughs> Great to have you here. And I wanted to come up with a fun name for you, but like they're all one name names, so I can't. Mega Craig. Yeah, that does not reckon. Yeah, anyways, continue. <laughs> so, if you can't tell... Yeah, this, if you can't tell from our huge hints. By this inane conversation, uh, we're talking about uh, a real weird one that I didn't really know existed until recently. Uh, this is a reboot for the PlayStation Developed by EA for the PlayStation 1 and released on March 18th, 1998, this 3D action shooter stars the guardian of the mainframe, Bob, who must battle against computer viruses in a world within a computer. Yes, this uh, I chose this game to talk about. Big surprise yeah. there. Yeah, no, uh, no surprise. I feel like this is one of those games where... Um, my brother, my, my brother was always interested in what I was watching and showing me things to watch on TV and cartoons and stuff like that. And when I would get hooked on certain things, he'd make note of that. And so the TV series that was out reboot, I think this is one of those games where he's like, oh, there's a reboot game in, in the rental store where I work. I'm going to get that for Matt and, and I bet he'll love it. Uh I mean, I'm sure stupid Matt, young, stupid, naive Matt loved that game. <laughs> Older Matt's like, why? It's the same feeling I get when I play the Beast Wars game for PlayStation. It's just like sucked in by that cartoon blinders. Um, it's it's not a great game. I'll be honest with you on that. I don't know if you like because I played it on my uh, classic that I hacked. Yeah. Uh, did you play it on yours? It's not on mine. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this game existed until recently. I uh, you, when you were like when I had asked you, I was like, "Hey, what should we uh, record next?" And uh, I, I think I specifically asked. I was like, "You know, can you think of like a weird one?" And you yeah. immediately, like like a savant, it was just came to you, and you're like, "Reboot," and I was like, <laughs> "Um." I'm not your computer chops. I don't know what you're trying to get me to do. Uh, and you're like, no, reboot for PlayStation. And it was like, that's a game? Yeah, it's 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 a game. It's a game for sure. Yeah, it, it could also be just like a really long screensaver from that era. I don't know. Like, it's it's the perfect. So the idea of reboot a television cartoon television series working hand in hand with a game developer like in general is like the perfect storm i feel like of, of like what fans want out of a cartoon video game oh right sure. oh yeah yeah like, absolutely considering also at the time because it's made by ea they're they're the makers of reboot, which is mainframe studios was like right down the street. 
they were literally within driving distance of each other so like the likelihood of this ever happening in any way shape or form in any cartoon is unlikely but it happened with this and it produced a game that uh-huh. was a game <laughs> <laughs> well let's uh uh chops i tell you what uh for those who might not be familiar let's kind of back it up and talk about the cartoon first yeah, so um, I, I, of course, forgot to write – oh, here we go. Write down the date of the cartoon. Here we go. So Reboot was released uh, in 1994. Oh, September uh, of 1994. Yeah, so it is actually touted as the very first fully computer – graphically generated or animated television cartoon series is the very first one out there that is all computer graphics i uh i have a bit of a confession to make to you chops Uh oh this this is the reason why i jumped on this episode i got a hot take for you yeah i didn't quite care for reboot the cartoon series you know what greg with the history of this television series, I'm not surprised. <laughs> not surprised in the least. Because it was originally a Canadian cartoon series. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then to they, they released it over in America. But because of the crazy, crazy restrictions with the um, – television broadcast network the uh what do they call the broadcasting uh i have it right here i was gonna say it's like board of standards and practices yeah board of standards and practices basically butchered their cartoon to where like the the board like to get a cartoon released in saturday morning cartoons it has to fit a certain criteria and has to follow certain guidelines so it can't be too sexual it can't be too violent if there is violence the resolution can't be in a violent way Okay. What? What? Hold on. Ha, I. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like uh, X Men the animated series. Uh, you know, like Cyclops made out with Jean Grey. Wolverine was in love with Jean Grey. Was Was that a Saturday morning cartoon though? Well, I thought, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, just from the specific standards of their Saturday morning cartoon block. They had to follow certain guidelines. So if it wasn't necessarily in that block, maybe it didn't follow that that template. And who knows? Maybe I'm I'm remembering the X Men cartoon as being more extreme than it really was. Uh, but I would imagine it was more extreme than a reboot would be. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it is. Maybe maybe the first season wasn't. Um, Could be. And that's kind of what happened with reboot. So this series, which is about, <laughs> so like all the, all the stupid stuff we do when we're younger. This is like a perfect example of like naive unite naive world thinking of like computers and the world of computers. And it's a it's like there's people in the com- like that dumb Whoa. stuff. <laughs> it's the cyberspace. I'm trying to anthropomorphize it in like ways that people think are cool. Stupid. Just straight up to just it's almost as bad as Osmosis Jones when they like made that stupid movie about like cells and viruses. Um, 
And so the series is about Bob, who's like who's part of the Guardian Corps, who protects the mainframe, which is a city, from viruses, from uh, all sorts of weird stuff. And one of the main things is uh, games, <laughs> users, as they call it, which are an actual like entity in the world, um, play games on this mainframe in a GameCube. Before it was a GameCube from Nintendo, uh, <laughs> plops down into the mainframe, and if the user wins it erases that part of the mainframe it dropped in. So the people in the city of mainframe have to take on the roles of the computer characters or the computer player to beat the user so that they don't get deleted. So you mean every time I've ever beaten Super Mario World, I've murdered computer people? One can only hope. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's the idea of the cartoon. And it, the first series, like I said, released in Canada and then brought over to the United States, went through heavy, heavy um, changes by the broadcasting company or um, by the board of uh, uh, standards and practices. Uh, so much so that like they had to change the proportions of like the female characters because they were too sexualized. Um, the computer another, characters. One of the you're gonna love this. One of the terms that they couldn't use and I say terms lightly was the word hockey and you couldn't use the sport itself because in some countries it was supposedly used as a slang term. Slang for what? I have no idea for the sport. I don't know. It is the word for the sport. So can it be a slang term? Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, even let's, let's assume for a, a brief second that hockey is a curse word in some other language. Let's okay. just, you know, go out there and assume. Mm-hmm. Surely that country, if the word hockey is a bad word, the, the sport of hockey exists no matter what. So right. when when it's depicted in that country or, or talked about in that country, there must be another word that they would use that they could then replace that with. Like, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, th- there's also in a specific reference to reboot. There was a scene in which the main character, one of the main characters, Enzo, which is a child in in the show, his sister, his older sister Dot, like gives him like a brotherly kiss, like a sisterly kiss on the cheek, and th- they said that it was uh, it, it <laughs> insinuated incest, and so they had to cut it. That that just seems real nitpicky at that point. It, it like, is wrong. Don't be wrong. I feel like uh, I, you know, if if like my sister gave me a kiss on the cheek, that's kind of weird. All right, you know that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, but you're also close at age. She's like a full grown adult, and like kid, like it's yeah. like and he's a kid. Like that's almost like a motherly role she's playing at that point. Sure. You know? And the other thing too is if my sister, even being close in age gave me a kiss on the cheek. I wouldn't necessarily immediately be like, what is with this incest? I'd just be like, oh, that's kind of weird. My sister kissed me on the cheek. (laughs) Yeah, right. So like, this is the kind of stuff they had to jump through for the first season of the series. And then the second season, they, so they got canceled at the first season from ABC. Whoop-de-doo. They thought it was the greatest thing they could ever do uh, because (laughs) they came back in the second season. It got really dark um, and, and became syndicated so that they started to make more money off of it. Oh, now that's a that's a slick way to go about it. I uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I will say 
the only experience I really have with reboot is uh, like when the show first began, I didn't like the animation. I, I've always been a bigger fan of like hand-drawn animation rather than CG. Right. And with this being the first CG series, I was just like, oh, I don't really like looking at it. Uh, but the other thing too is in those early episodes, which from what I read were more episodic, they, you know. They were all self-contained. They, they didn't yeah. have a larger and I, uh, I, and the thing is, is I, uh, I, you know, that didn't really appeal to me as much. I wanted something a little deeper. Certainly at that mm-hmm. time, I was, you know, already, uh, you know, how old would I have been? Uh, about ten years old. So, you know, mm-hmm. that would have been around the time I was looking for something a little deeper. Uh, but yeah, I, I later found out that reboot is a little heavier and darker than what I originally thought it was. Uh, I saw like a YouTube video and this is quite a while ago, so I might be misremembering. Uh, but uh, the 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 female virus hexadecimal is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like falls in love with like the main character. K- kind of. So but she's like the, out of her mind. So like it, it's kind of like you feel so, bad for her. So so just to kind of like uh, bring us a little bit full circle when, when we did noobs and dragon season one, and you introduced us to telomere venom star hexadecimal was the image I had in my head as far as the face went, because in the show <laughs> she's, it's like a regular, it's like a, a theater mask, you know, like your, your comedy and drama or whatever. Um, but every time she moves, her face, her hand over her face, it changes expression. Or when she goes off screen and comes back on, it's a different expression. But her lips never move. The face is stationary. It's a stationary expression as she talks. Mm-hmm. But it changes to reflect an emotion based on the setting. And so at one point in the series, she gets infected by something and she gets immensely powerful. And and like her mask has like webbed cracks all throughout it. Cool. And she's just bonkers out of her mind. And and she's the brother of the second main villain, Megavite. And he at one point like collar captures her with like a collar and literally uses her as like a, a battery of power. <laughs> Oh, like, that's rotten. It's it, it is it's the perfect like villain duo. I feel like you would really appreciate. No. And at one point, a la X Men, they combine and make Gigabyte, which becomes <laughs> this villain that they have to fight. And then they get separated, and then, and then it goes on some more there. Now, uh, uh, to to tie this back into the uh, the game, uh, the cast from the show lended their voices for the they video did. game. And, and I hope you have I hope you looked up all the, the, the voice actors because this voice acting cast is stacked. So there's quite a few that I thought were pretty good. But the standout is one of my favorite of all time voice actors uh, who sadly passed away back in like 2009, I think. Uh, Tony is it, is it J. Tony J. It's Tony. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. The, so the voice of Megabyte, uh, he's such a distinct voice. Uh, to give you a small smattering of what he's done uh, in the new Disney uh, 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 distributed version of Nazca of the Valley of Wind, he's the narrator. He's jo- uh, Judge Claude Frollo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame from Disney. Yep. He's Shere Khan from Tailspin and all mm-hmm. subsequent uh, roles of Shere Khan in Disney since the original voice actor had passed away, I think, sometime before then. 
Uh, in the uh, 90s Fantastic Four run, he's Galactus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Baron Mordo in the Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, he has so much good work under his belt. Probably my favorite, which it shouldn't be my favorite. Judge Claude Frollo should be my favorite. But I think my favorite is that he's Rex Smythe Higgins from Hey Arnold. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, to tie him back into video games, he in uh, Forgotten Realms, Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance, he's Xantom the Beholder. Oh, I have never nice. played that game enough to have gotten to a Beholder, but my God, do I want to now because it's Tony J voicing a Beholder. <laughs> you Well, you have that game, don't you? Uh, I Did you get do. it in your Baldur's Gate pack? Yeah, I do. I've not really played it that much, honestly. I mostly got it for the fancy dice set and the dice right. tray, which right. is Beholder themed. Which which you can name your dice tray Tony J. <laughs> Come on, Tony J. Let's go kill some player characters. Um, to, to bring it back, though, also Tony J. Did the voice of Virgil from the Mighty Max cartoon. Oh, so um, and, and some other ones I want to point out are Scott McNeil, who did the voice of Hack, which is like one of the cronies in there, mm-hmm. did dra- voices for Dragon Ball Z movies when it was uh, dubbed by Ocean Group. Oh, he's one of the ocean voice actors. He did Piccolo. He did Oolong, Dies. Um, Also, Craig, a lot of these people were in Ranma Half. (laughs) uh, It's funny because uh, I'm such a a snob. I've only ever listened to Ranma Half uh, with the Japanese voice actors. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's exciting to know that they uh, uh, that, you know, uh, uh, Ron Mahaff voice actors were, you know, doing their voices for that. And then uh, Gary Chalk, who is the voice of Slash, you know who he did a voice for? Oh, who's that? Optimus Prime in the Beast Wars series, Optimus Primal. Um, Not as cool so- as uh, 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 the original Optimus Prime voice actor, right, but, you right. know, I'll take it. So like, and, and what's cool is that the studio that did this game also did Beast Wars, the series. I'm sorry, the, the people that did Reboot also did Beast Wars Transformers, the series. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and then they did also the Beast uh, Beast Machine series as well. Um, so like a... that, you're, you have a ton of voice actors within those series mm-hmm. that are iconic. Like Waspinator's voice is in this game. Um, Cheetor's voice is in this game. Um, so it's like... It's so weird that like you have a cartoon series, you have the studio and the cartoon series working together. You have these amazing voice actors providing their voices from the cartoon to the game. And the game is still trash. <laughs> no, I will say this. I, I mean, it's based has, off of bad stuff. So it at least has this going for it. Chops. What? It is the only licensed video game from that era that I can think of where you see the graphics in the game and you say, wow, they captured the cartoon completely. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. It looks like a PlayStation game, the cartoon does. It, it, it looks like a 90s computer-generated game. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's what it looks like. And I will say that if you're really interested in the history of the series, on YouTube there's this guy, uh, this site or this um page called toy galaxy and they did the whole story of reboot the series and it's 15 minutes long and it's 
hilarious, like just crazy stuff they had to go through. So I really recommend you looking at it. It's only 15 minutes and it's definitely worth a watch. But as far as this game goes, Oh, right. The game. game, It's very limited. You're on a hover skateboard kind of thing. The whole time as the main character of Bob, you have a gun, you have your companion glitch, which is like your wrist based thing. And you are basically sealing tears in the world brought on by the web. Hmm. Yep. And uh, and it's a lot of just timed stuff. Um, it's, it looks exactly like it, when you say it looks exactly like the cartoon series as a joke. It literally does. Like oh, yeah, all the no. landmarks. It's no joke. It, it, it's it's, per, it's so weird how well it, it fits for that. Uh, and then you have some boss fights in there, too. You get some upgrades to your weapons and your health and things that are temporary per stage, but also that carry over. It's, it's not a very in-depth game. It, I recommend people maybe look at it. <laughs> kind of recommend it. I don't even know. Like, I don't even want to recommend the series because the series is wacky. I mean, the the game itself, I will say, uh, it, it definitely intrigued me. I've never yeah. played it. Uh, but uh, uh, and I'm sure the controls are are quite clunky by today's standards. I mm-hmm. uh, but. But looking at the game, watching someone play it who knows what they're doing, like in this case, I looked online at it like a long play for it or whatever. There is a certain amount of fun, it almost seems. It almost reminds me, and this is going to sound kind of crazy at first, but bear with me. But it okay. almost reminds me of like a, a, almost like a Twisted Metal game or something. It does, because you like... Part of Twisted Metal is like exploring the environment and driving around and seeing what everything looks like and knowing all the jumps and everything. It's kind of the same thing, but in a smaller scale as far as a character, but a larger scale as far as environment. Um, so you're like going up and down ramps, you're climbing on things, um, you're waiting for like spawn points for different stuff. Yeah, it, it definitely is that same, I would say that same feeling of like a Twisted Metal game, just in a really obscure referenced world where like the, the game and the series uses so much jargon in it, it is like nauseating to listen to we gotta hack the mainframe and 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 stop the the core matrix from <laughs> what matrix is a character craig you can't say matrix uh, whatever uh, yeah i know uh now i I, I will say I, I thought that I was onto something. I, I when I saw the gameplay, I was like, "So what?" Tony Hawk gets popular in the '90s, and they decide they're just going to rip it off. Basically, yeah. Well, no. Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out a year, like a half year after this game. But that was e was that EA or was that someone else? Oh, now that I don't remember. Uh, no, I think it was head. THC, right? Yeah, I don't think it was EA though. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, take we'll keep a going. peek. I'm, I'm curious because, uh, but yeah, I, I thought seeing Bob flying around on his little like hoverboard thing, I thought like, oh, okay, it's, you know, kind of has like a Tony Hawk thing going. It's uh, never soft in Activision. Never soft. That's who it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but I, but yeah, so it came I, out, came out five. Wait a minute. Oh, huh? no, it came out five years later. Five years later, right? Oh no, I'm sorry. I was thinking it came out in '94. Yeah, it came out a year later, almost to like September 29th, 
It's interesting though that the the cartoon originally began in the like ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. But the yeah, game didn't come thinking. out for quite a few years. Well, I, I think it's because it had so much trouble with its uh, series. You know, in trying to keep it places like AB, they got cut from ABC. They released a second season. They released a third season. Then it got canceled again. Then they tried to make a new series. They tried to make movies out of it. They did a kickstarting campaign for a comic book. Like ten years later, they tried to make another. They made another series that's on Netflix today. Okay. That came out in 2018, I think. Huh. That's. That is loosely related to the original parts of the of the original series. Uh, that's a mix of live action and computer animation. Uh. Um, like this, this whole history of this series is fraught with just like they had an idea, they just couldn't let it go. <laughs> and just wanted it to be made and even in the series when they when they're talking about the development of it they're like yeah it's a series that we've been wanting to make a while but uh we still feel like technology is not quite there yet so like why are you making it yeah that's what? that's why weird are you making this? i thought i saw and and you might be able to correct me but i feel like i saw that the initial idea for the show was like the mid 80s i'm sure it was i i, I didn't see that specifically um, these these and the perfect analogy I heard of this show is it's a it's a show for nerds made by nerds. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how much I buy that because uh, I'm a nerd and I didn't feel like the show was for me. Though I will say, uh, if I'd given it more of a chance or checked it out after its first season, I I might have changed my tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the the darker storylines definitely appeal to me. I mean one. Enzo, the little boy, eventually becomes this character called Matrix, who has like a golden eye with an M etched in it that he uses to like get, gives him special abilities. He's basically like a cable ripoff. Oh from, no! And, he, and he, he has like a he has a gun that is called Gun. I don't know why they highlighted that in the series, um, but he's just like he went from like a little boy to your typical like shoot first, ask questions later type character. Weird. And then, and then get this. At one point in the series, there's a terrible thing that happens to the mainframe to where a system reboot is needed by the user oh, to fix it. everything. So they reboot the the server, and a glitch happens. And when it reboots, it resets back to the beginning, and the little kid Enzo and Matrix, the older Enzo, coexist in the same world weird yeah it gets really weird craig like you can watch all the episodes on youtube if you wanted to um i don't i don't i I would pick and choose a few like hexadecimal ones because i think you'd really enjoy her okay now that time seems more up my alley she's she's like my favorite character kathleen Barr does her voice and it is the most amazing creepy evil character but like it, it perfectly fits in your world. Wonderful. Perfectly fits. So, Wonderful. I, I don't know how long we've been blabbling on about this game, but uh, I, I will say that as far as when it, the game was released, it got decent reviews. Mm-hmm. People liked it for its um, computer generation and its graphics at the time, but it still looked meh. The gameplay was kind of boring. And wow. so like of it, it was of a licensed game. It was better than average but not very good i mean honestly uh i think for that era 
uh, a better than average licensed game is, is saying a lot. Yeah, honestly, I think it is. And and the game doesn't seem bad. It just seems kind of average. I, I heard that, you know, the, the, the controls take a lot of getting used to, but if you're used to them, they're, they're fun, but yeah, it's, it just, you know, it seems like they had all the voices. They, there was a lot they could have done and, you know, to some degree, I give them credit for having, like, the in the middle of levels, like, characters like the TV or the old man robot will, like, pop yeah. in and, like, say lines and stuff. And, like, you know, for, for a fan of the show, that's super neat, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of licensed games out there where it's, like, well, you know, change the title screen and you wouldn't know that you're playing that game. Well, also, like, uh, some, some of those licensed games get bogged down by the creators themselves mm-hmm. and they kind of ruin the game because they have a specific idea of what they want in their head mm-hmm. which doesn't fit in the gaming world. So, like, like when I said in the beginning of the episode, like, it's the perfect recipe that they have here to execute a game. I just think that the 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 opportunity was there, but the content wasn't. And that really the the crux of the issue is the series, the idea, the IP itself, just not fully fleshed out uh, in a way that would benefit, I think, that relationship. It's interesting because uh, I feel like essentially what it is, is you have, uh, you know, an amazing recipe, solid ingredients, but the cook that came in has never cooked anything aside from like blue box macaroni and cheese. And it just yeah. is like, well, okay. Like, yeah, they, they had good ingredients, you know, the, the recipe's fine, but like, how do they make this so bland? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great analogy for it. Uh, uh, Chops, uh, is there any, and I'm sure there must be, but uh, is there any uh, uh, like noteworthy speed run stuff on the game? <laughs> There is one category and one record for this game. Are you not sad? And I think you may know this person. Uh, the any percent record at 47 minutes and 44 seconds made a year ago is Zando Toaster, which I think might be an alter ego to Xander. I mean, we'll have to question him on this. I... Uh... It, it's but actually Xander we'll uh, 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 doesn't want anyone to know that he's a speedrunner, so he just puts his own toaster on his head like a superhero <laughs> and yep. looks like Xander with a toaster on his head. I we all know it. I, it's him. I yeah, don't understand why right. he does that. And then he uh, beats subpar PlayStation One games, <laughs> real obscure games. Um, it's it's a. Uh... It's a speed run. It's not one of the more interesting ones I watched oh. just because it's like you memorize patterns and you're it's just. I don't know, like at most games that you're staring at the back of the head of a, of the character the most of the time. Yeah, usually don't make for good speed runs. I can imagine that. Uh, I will say the the even just the gameplay I saw you know, there is some parts where they were like uh, uh, flying through some like, you know, level that was like a bunch of like floating islands with like trees on them and grass. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I thought like something like that had potential just because of like how quick you can go and how good you can get at that platforming in right. the game. Uh, so it's a shame that, you know, it's just a subpar speed run. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's there's just like it's so much potential lost in this 
this type of thing. And it, and yeah, I don't know. I just wanted it to be more. And it's, it's one of those things where it's looked at through that lens of nostalgia yeah. where it, it makes it all bright and shiny and, and brand new. And then when you pull the lens away, you're like, Oh, 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 that's what it really looks like. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> I'm defined by this thing. How am I? Did you question yourself at that point? I, uh, I mean, everybody has those games, and and I, yeah. I give you credit for being strong enough to to come on the show and uh, uh, admit to that. Because honestly, I thought what this was going to be was going to be you and I arguing, and you being like, "No, no, no, it's a cool game," and me being like, "I don't know, man, it don't look that no. cool." No, I couldn't argue this one. RoboPit, I can argue. This one, I cannot argue. RoboPit is a great game. It's a great game. RoboPit is legitimately good, and we will robo-fight anyone who says otherwise. Dang right, we will. But Reboot is, unfortunately, uh, I don't think you can make... I, I think you can make the claim that it's an adequate game. It's a... I mean, for for a collection... You could pass it. You don't need it in your collection. Nobody cares about this game. But play once if you want. If you want to reference the show that started computer generation animated series, then play it for that sake. Yeah. Um, if if you're so into yeah. CG, uh, if you're like the opposite of me, essentially, and you <laughs> you feel like reboot was like the defining moment of animation's history, which I have news for you, it wasn't. It no, Beast Wars was. Beast, you get out of here. You come into my house and drop that on me? No, don't be wrong. I ain't going to say Transformers Generation 1 had a stellar animation. It was basically just to make money for toys. But so help me, Chops. So help me. I don't need that that CG mumbo-jumbo in my house. Whatever, Craig. Whatever. Uh, Chops... Would you like to talk about the music? Can we? We might be able to, uh, but first, let's hear a word from one of our partners. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room, but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit Tiltify.com slash Mott Children and play for the little victors. So Chops, the music in this game uh, was composed by uh, uh, Robert Buckley, who really didn't have much in the way of video game credits that I could find. However, Robert Buckley is the guy who did the music for the reboot television show. Yeah, I tried looking him up, and all I got was an actor. Now, I couldn't even actor. find anything about him. Yeah, I think they're two different people, though. Yeah, right? certainly are two different people. Uh, I did a little bit of digging, and uh, you'll appreciate this, Chops. Uh, Robert Buckley did the uh, uh, music for the Transformers Beast Wars, 
as mm-hmm. well as uh, the other one you brought up. I uh, uh, shoot, what was it? Transformers, Animal. Oh, the the Beast Wars, the second Beast Wars series. Yeah, what was the title of that one? Oh boy, Animal Onslaught Seven. Uh, I closed that tab. Hold on one second. Beast Wars, Transformers, and Beast Machines, Transformers. Beast Machines. Thank you. I. I because yeah. Beast Machines is so different from Beast, Beast Wars. Transformers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, once again, and, and you know, if you've listened to our Beast Wars episode, uh, which I don't know how. It's you probably keep, just as good as this one. Yeah, basically. I don't know how you keep suckering me into. Uh, it's uh, 3D. Yeah, these CG series. Oh, CG. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Craig, Craig, I know I know how to I know how to hook you in with nostalgia. That's all it is. Yeah, uh, that's true. And I also kind of like uh, dunking on uh, shows like Reboot and Beast Wars. <laughs> right. Got to dunk on a few. We got to have a few dunk episodes every now and then. I, honestly, we don't have enough, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, we, we can stand to have a few more. We're just going to make a dunk list and we're <laughs> we're, we're going to have a month month of dunk. The month of dunk? Oh, man. When is Charles Barkley's birthday? Because we that's the it, month we, we need to have a dunk month. Just make it March Madness. March Madness. Honestly, that would probably work. Uh, man. I kind of want to make so you and I review games that we dunk on, and then the Glitch and Sander review basketball games. But I want to review... Nope, sorry, games. sorry, sorry, you're on the you're on you're on the list with me. I mean, don't be wrong. Uh, I'll still take that list, but I, you know, I feel like I can be on both. Anyway, I <laughs> uh, so the tricky part is that Chops and I had a hard time finding any of the reboot <laughs> PlayStation if, music online. If this game in series wasn't a mess enough, literally couldn't find anything that housed the soundtrack over the game. Yeah, I, I couldn't find anything. And and it makes me wonder. Well, here's the thing. It makes me wonder if the soundtrack to the series is just what they use for the video game. I think it is. Now, here's the 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 part where I reveal that I'm a very lazy host of a, a retro show. A retro oh, OK. Show. I'm so surprised. Because I could have <laughs> played the game and listened to the soundtrack and just sort of compared and contrasted and see if I could find find it. And I decided that's a lot of work. I ain't doing that. Craig, I even played the game and still don't remember if and, and I watched a couple episodes and still don't remember if it lined up. Uh, so I uh, what we have for you is the opening, the instrumental opening uh, or instrumental main theme to the mm-hmm. reboot cartoon. And, and, and it's the same composer. So this is going to give you a pretty good idea of of, you know, what the music is like in the game. Uh, you know, this is from Robert Buckley. This is the reboot main theme, first version instrumental. Let's go ahead and give it a listen.
That is the main theme to reboot, uh, which I gotta say is, uh, uh, you know, another one of those quintessential like Saturday morning cartoon themes. Uh, I I uh, I didn't really enjoy reboot all that much from what I saw, and so mm -hmm. I usually would change the channel during reboot. Uh, but I feel like the show after reboot I must have watched fairly often because the the that ending theme sounds kind of familiar like that that I, I know quite a bit more well, well craig i hate to break it to you if, if you listened to the beast wars opening theme it would sound almost exactly like the song maybe Which, that's it, why i know it because it, i did it, watch it, beast wars it, look it up and we're gonna play it on this episode because i i want you to hear and i want the listeners to hear that it's very very similar and granted it's the same company same studio that made it and um you're gonna have some bleed over but like i feel like everything that was used in this series probably carried over to beast wars in some form okay uh well let's go ahead and put that to the <laughs> test so this is uh going to be the uh beast wars uh transformers main theme I uh, let's go ahead and give this a listen. So I think it's fair to say that that reboot is just a poor man's Beast Wars Transformers, right? Just just take out the electric guitar and random animal noises and the phrase Beast Wars, and you pretty much got reboot. Reboot. <laughs> reboot. Yep, basically. It's pretty close. I uh, so close. And and yeah, it, that's also done by Robert Buckley. So I mean, you know, right. they they probably were just like, "Yo, Rob, uh, can you come up with a uh, new theme?" And he was like, uh, "You guys got an electric guitar in here?" And they were like, "No." And he was like, "Do you guys want the phrase Beast Wars yelled over and over again?" And they were like, "No, we don't need that in our show." And he was like, right, "I think I might be able to pull something off." <laughs> Copy paste. Pretty close, yeah. Delete Beast Wars, delete guitar. Yeah, it, it is very, very close. I uh, <laughs> and uh yeah, it, it's it's interesting that uh I uh, there's so many ties 
that these shows have that are both kind of a, a bit of a pox on my childhood. Like I, you know, I, I was at the time even very frustrated with the fact that animation was changing over to CG. I didn't think it mm-hmm. looked as good. I thought it looked a little sloppy. I just felt like it was a direction that I wasn't excited for. And to this day, honestly, you know, when, when I see CG series popping up, I just think like, really? Like you, like I get that it's expensive to do hand-drawn animation, but like what a, what a terrible travesty that the, that art form is nearly all gone. It it has to be almost stylized and have its own, like kind of feel to it in computer generated graphic cartoons for me to really enjoy it. But most of the time it's just like awkward movements. It's, it just lands flat in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do want to say though, that I completely forgot to mention earlier that I think might get you to watch the series, Craig, uh-huh. is that the first se- season self-contained episodes, no overarching arc. Second season had a little bit of an arc to it, but still much more self-contained episodes. Yeah. So the games that the user starts to play, they, and I don't know how they got away with this. They reference almost like every single bit of popular culture in those games that they can. In one of the games, it's a complete knockoff of like horror shooters. But in it, there's a whole scene where a man enters into a cabin with a chainsaw and a shotgun in his hand and yells groovy over and over again. And Enzo (laughs) is dressed like the zombie version of Michael Jackson from thriller and does thriller moves. There's a, there's a clip where they play aliens that look like aliens from Mars attacks. Um, oh, nice. And they talk like them. There's a whole episode where Megabyte turns into a giant semi that's uh, carrying gallons of gasoline, just like Mad Max. <laughs> Uh, I think it's beyond Thunderdome that they have to like disengage him and st- get him to stop and drop the gas before he reaches the end of the level. Otherwise, they'll lose. And they're like on it. Like Mad Max, like there's so many pop culture references throughout the whole series that alone for just those pieces, it's worth watching. Okay, that's pretty exciting. I like I like that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, And I probably wouldn't have got it as much back then for sure. No, looking back on it now, I'm like, that's probably why my brother made like paid attention to it was because of all these stupid pop culture references that they're doing in these episodes. Oh, for sure. I, I'm sure that if, if he was getting any enjoyment from a show like Reboot, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that it was the the change in plot to be a little darker and the mm-hmm. fact that it was pop culture references that he was probably getting a kick out of. Yep. Oh, boy. Chops, I tell you what, what are when it comes to Reboot on the PlayStation, what are your final thoughts on this game? I mean, you, you can play it, play the first level. I, I think you'll get a I don't think there's anything you're going to really miss too much if you don't play deeper into the game. Um, I feel like in this era in the nineties and mid nineties, there's a lot of games to that were released to be just fillers for systems Mm -hmm. games so that they have a catalog. And I feel like this is, yeah, I feel like this is one of those games um, that you can, you can play, but you don't, I don't feel like really need to, 
remember or give a lot of time to. Um, it's definitely a time capsule of an era of the 90s. Um, even though it's the not a popular series, I feel like that it 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 defines like it's a perfect it's a perfect model of what the 90s was yeah um so for for just that nostalgia sake and for like the good voice acting give it a shot but like i don't like if you beat the game you i think you wasted a lot of time getting past the first level and beating it i uh the the only thing i can think to say is that if you're a fan of reboot of licensed video games if if that's your jam, I uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me there's a type of person out there who like gets gets you know vibing for for lessons video games? There must like, be, right? Like that's their niche. Like if there is, that person needs to recheck their life. I ain't saying they don't, but there surely must be people out there who collect games but only collect, you know, the the licensed games. LJN fanboys, gotcha. Oh, oh, that's that's cold. <laughs> that's ice cold. Uh, but yeah, no, th- this game. If you're not the biggest reboot fan, if you're not a giant fan of that like late '90s PlayStation era video game, I this isn't for anybody else. But but the hardcore, most hardcore of of <laughs> reboot fans. It's such a weird phrase. Hardcore reboot fans. I listen, I I I, te- I contend that I'm not a fan of reboot. Uh, I, I don't I don't think many people are. Like I feel like you're 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 trying to defend yourself when Craig, you don't need to defend yourself to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm the outlier here. Alright, yeah, that's fair. I I you know I I, I honestly, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't even know if this game is for reboot fans. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I, I just don't know that it is. It's it's Watch, uh, watch a gameplay of it. Watch the 15-minute video I, sh- I mentioned about the series, and that's pretty much all you need to see of the series or the game. Or do like I'm going to do and uh, uh, just search a uh, YouTube collection of hexadecimal uh, uh, moments and, you know, just be like, oh, yeah, Chops is right. Uh, I'm a creep. Hmm. (laughs) I don't think I like that. I'm not going to deny that's not what I meant, but it's it's not what I meant. Well, I mean, I appreciate that you're not going to deny it. I tell you what, Chops, let's uh, let's jump into a uh, retro rewind. Huh? Mm-hmm. Ready to go back in time? It's retro rewind. Grand Theft Auto 3. I'll get into CDI starting at 299. Say it. Say it, say it up! The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. All right, so on to our retro rewind of March 18th, 1998. Uh, Chubbs, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I saw a whole heck of a lot of depressing news stories that I could choose from. Greg, Greg, there's like one super depressing stories, two th- adult things that we don't talk about on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those were the 
that's basically March of 1998. I will say, though, <laughs> I, while I was uh, trolling through the Detroit Free Press, uh, I found uh, an interesting story that is certainly tinged with sadness because of what had happened. Uh, but you know, it was kind of a neat, uh, little sidebar. Uh, so in the obituaries, uh, section of the Detroit Free Press, uh, Rosebud Hightower had just passed away from cervical cancer. Quite sad. Uh, but you might want to know who Miss Hightower is. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I'll let you know is that her name is amazing. Yeah, isn't there, um, isn't there a movie like an iconic movie character with the last name Hightower. Oh, there might be. Is that in the, um, I feel like that's in the Police Academy series, maybe. Oh, that maybe. I don't remember. Uh, but I, I, uh, Miss Hightower in the uh, uh, 1940s, she pushed for racial equality in Ecorse, Michigan. Uh, she hmm. was the first black librarian in Wayne County, which is the, the county that Detroit wow. is in. Yeah. And uh, she was secretary for the River Rouge E-Course chapter of the NAACP, and she was chairman of the E-Course Human Relations Commission. Uh, she had a really interesting life. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, at that time in E-Course in the 1940s, uh, I mean, you got to understand, uh, segregation was like still going on. And so uh, apparently... It was, it was very much like the white flight kind of stuff, right? Where... Um, people were moving out of Detroit and all that stuff. Oh, that was Where? certainly going on as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in E-Course, I guess, uh, it, you know, to put it in perspective in the 1940s, uh, to let you know how old timey that is, uh, you know, if you went to a pharmacy, you could eat and drink. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. would get meals and stuff. Uh, and so uh, at this pharmacy in E-Course, uh, they wouldn't serve black people. And so she bought... For the the fact that like, hey, this is bumpkiss and stupid, and you're ignorant, and uh, was successful, and uh, that's how she became a sort of a, a mainstay for the NAACP for the region. And, that's great. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I just didn't want to talk about another depressing story. I, I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, the the couple things I have is that on March twenty third. It was the 70th Academy Awards hosted by Billy Crystal, which I think is still my favorite host of the Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. He, Billy Crystal's great. I, I really enjoy him. And uh, that was the year Titanic won 11 Oscars. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't get into Titanic. Like, I'm willing Me to neither. admit that it's objectively a good movie. Uh, but subjectively, I just didn't get into it. And yeah, that was such a big deal at the time. Um, notable games, though, released in March. On the 9th, Wario Land 2 was released for the Game Boy. Oh, that's solid. I love that game. Um, you've got House of the Dead for the Sega Saturn on the 26th. Oh, the Sega Saturn port. Mm-hmm. Along with Tekken 3 on the PS1. Wow. And then uh, Parasite Eve, the 29th. Oh, now... Parasite Eve is about one of the only survival horror type games that I've actually played through and uh, enjoyed. I'm just not a big survival nice. horror person. Uh, uh, a game that you you love to hate, Blasto, was released. Oh, Blasto! Oh, how I love and hate you! 
Uh, that was the 31st. And then uh, my personal favorite of that release was uh, for the PC, StarCraft was released. Oh, nice. I uh, I was more of a Warcraft guy, but uh, but yeah, StarCraft is huge. Well, uh, Warhammer Dark Omen came out as well that, that same day. I don't know if I played Dark Omen. I don't think I did. But uh, yeah, that uh, those were kind of the... I mean, those are pretty good. It's a pretty good month, I think. I mean, yeah. even Need for Three, Need for Speed Three Hot Pursuit came out that month too. Not one of my games, but uh, no. uh, that's another popular one. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a sad time in March of nineteen ninety eight. Just don't look into it, people. Don't don't look into it. Oh yeah, the the, the history of of March of nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it was just filled with depressing stories. I was like, I just don't wanna. Mm-hmm. I, and normally I'm all for it. Uh, normally I'm all for depressing people. <laughs> but, I mean, but even like normally you can like censor it in a way where it's fun to mention it. Some of the stuff, no, you can't without losing the whole context of what it is. Yeah, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chops, I tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, jump into uh, the always fun uh, music bracket. So let's do it. Yeah. So we have uh, uh, some really good Mega Man songs here today and uh, are very radically different from one another, which is uh, very exciting. Uh, So first up, composed by Toshihiko Horiyama, Naoshi Mizuta, and one of my favorites, Akari Kaida uh, from Mega Man and Base, we have the theme of Pirate Man. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. theme from Mega Man and Base. It's I forget how different that series is, the game is, in music wise. 
Oh, um, for sure. It's uh, I mean, it's, you know, 16 bit. It's it's going to be radically different than a majority of the uh, library of uh, Mega Man songs. Yeah, it's uh it's a series uh, section that I need to get more familiar with. That 16-bit Mega Man era. I think so. I uh, uh I'm kind of a, a weirdo for that. Like uh, uh the 16-bit Mega Man games are are some of my favorites. In fact, Mega Man 7 is my favorite Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to contend that it is not the best Mega Man game, but it's certainly my favorite. <laughs> uh Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I uh, but I uh, going up against Pirate Man is uh, another great theme uh, composed by Yasuaki Fujita and Harumi Fujita. No relation. Uh, we have the theme of Magnet Man. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. It's great. Yeah, I, uh, I I still stand by the fact, and I've mentioned this in a previous episode, that there's a, a certain kind of uh, 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 like sprinkle of like klezmer in the song uh, that I really, really enjoy. Uh, Bagman mm-hmm. Man's theme might be one of my favorites. So this is a really tough one because I also, of course, really enjoy Pirate Man's theme. Yeah, I know. It is, this whole bracket sucks for tough choices. Yeah, like, right? It almost... <laughs> I feel like every single lineup, you can make an argument for either song. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think anybody's wrong, other than um, anything chosen from. Uh, why am I blanking on it? Um, uh, uh, I'm blanking on it. Never mind. You blanking can't be on wrong. One of the games. I, I yep. Yeah, let's just move on. It's not worth it. Powered up. <laughs> sure, we'll say I cannot remember. We'll just say uh, that you were going to dunk on uh, Mega Man Powered Up. Sure, yep, dunking on it. That seems like something you do. Anyway, uh, 
When it comes to voting in uh, our music bracket, uh, there's a bunch of different options. You have the uh, our Facebook account. We have emoji polls on there every week. Uh, we, of course, have our uh, poll on Twitter. If you join our Discord, if you go to uh, uh, GameZillaMedia.com, there's a link to join our Discord. You can chat retro games with us there. And every week we have a, an emoji poll there as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, if so long as you're giving as little as $1 per month, uh, you'll be able to also vote on our Patreon page. Uh, you get a bonus vote there as well. Uh, you know, and uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where not only do you get that, but, you know, at uh, $5 a month, you get access to, uh, you know, the, the Game Shark show that we do, which is a, a monthly Patreon special we put out. So, you know, if you're considering supporting us, it definitely uh, helps us a lot and it uh, gets you guys a bunch of fun stuff. And if you're feeling extra generous, we, you know, we have that dollar or $5 tier, but um, you're always welcome to generate, you know, donate more money if you'd like. Uh, it's always helps us out keeping lights on and developing more content for you. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the more patrons we can get, the more that we can produce, the more fun stuff that we get to do, more bonus stuff. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so uh, definitely uh, uh, consider supporting us if you can. Uh, but if not, I hope you're at least enjoying the show and uh, feel free to jump on our uh, Discord and uh, yes. chat with us uh, there. We love having new people show up in our Discord all the time. And we kind of bombard them with welcomes because we're such a welcoming group. But uh, I don't know. I always love enjoy and uh, enjoy having new fans join the Discord because it's just someone always brings something different to it um and it, it always revitalizes the conversations that we have in there so yeah join our discord go to gamesillamedia.com to find that link there yeah absolutely and uh on top of that we also are doing our community plays uh which we chat about in the uh a specific channel uh on our discord so you know make sure to join that gamezilla media discord because uh if you want to play video games with us uh in this case playing old retro games at the same time we play old retro games. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, make sure to uh, check that out currently. Uh, as of this recording, uh, which I think will still be the same when uh, uh, this episode releases, uh, we're currently playing through Breath of Fire 3, uh, and one of those composers is Akari Kaida, who did uh, Mega Man and Base. So, you know, there's there you a go. full circle there. Uh, also full circle, Craig, did you know... <laughs> That the voice that some of the voice actors for reboot the series uh, and the and the game also were on the English dub of a Mega Man series, a three episode Mega Man series called Mega Man Upon a Star. And I waited until after the music bracket to bring this up. Mm-hmm. It is a three episode Mega Man series that is about it serves as educational shorts on the culture of Japan and have characters from the Mega Man series exiting the game and going into the real world. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. So maybe we need to do a Patreon special on watching those three episodes and talking about it. Shout out to our listeners. If you feel like we need to do this, you need to let us know, because here's the thing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you guys don't want that. 
I'm going to say nobody wants that. <laughs> so if you guys want that, you will have to jump in our Discord, jump on our Patreon, let us know, drop comments on our social media, whatever it takes. If you want that to happen, because I'm going to say that until we get some people asking for it, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. I'll wash my hands. Washing my hands of such inane matters. <laughs> unless the fans want it, in which case then my hands are tied. Right, exactly. <laughs> Chops, I tell you what, uh, dunking on old cartoon-based video games is one of my favorite activities to do with you, but I think it's about time that we, uh, uh, you know, call it a day here. Uh, so we'll catch you all next time when the legend continues. Reboot! Boo!